BX Babies, we make our dreams come true. BX Babies, we'll do the same for you. When the danger room looks kind of weird and you wish that you weren't there, just optic blast and claw and slash, and you can be anywhere. BX Babies, we make our dreams come true. Hey everyone, and welcome to a super duper exciting episode of Battle of the Atom. This is, you know guys, this is your all new and all different X-Men podcast where we talk about all of our favorite things, and we we talk about what we liked about different favorite things more than other favorite things in a list of all of our favorite X-Men things from A to Z, which are all the letters of the alphabet, starting with A. I'm Adam. And ending with Z for me, I'm Zach. And guys. Oh, boy. Did did Adam not do a good job with that, guys? That's going <laughs> to depend how much you know the Muppet Babies theme song. Uh, I have a three-year-old, so I know it a lot. Oh, I am dangerous when I have 15 minutes and an instrumental track. That's right. <laughs> it's very good. I was on a road trip when he sent it to me with someone from work, and I could not play it because here's the level that I had to go down. One, I have to explain to him that I podcast. Two, I have to explain to him that I podcast about X-Men comic books exclusively. And he'd say, oh, like that movie that's coming out? And I'd say, yes, but in a very real way, no. <laughs> the movie's already out. I don't know if I've seen it yet. I've probably seen it. Y'all probably seen it. Who knows if it's good or bad? Doesn't sound like it's great. I'm seeing it tomorrow night, so we will see. We will, we will see. Uh, but... I'd have to explain to him about X-Men podcast. Then I'd have to explain to him what the X-Babies are. Ooh, that's a tough one. And then I might also have to explain what the Muppet Babies are (laughs) and why it's a funny joke. And at that point, it's going to be a while and he'll just say, whatever. (laughs) And then I'll never want to talk to you again. (laughs) Yeah, and we had had like three hours left on our road trip. So... (laughs) And we'd sit across from each other at work, so I wasn't going to burn that bridge. (laughs) Uh, Well, We're talking about X-Babies, yeah. Sorry, guys. That's happening. I'm excited to talk about X-Babies. We've talked about X-Babies once before on the show, I think with Mojo Mayhem. Um, but this That is would have all... been the only time. Yeah, this is an all X-Babies podcast this week. This is an all X-Babies episode, and that's coming to us thanks to friend of the show and Patreon supporter Luke Hare. Luke went over to patreon.com slash Xavier Files. He grabbed into his heart in his pocketbook, and he he donated he donated something to our children's charity uh to talk about to talk about the x babies and <laughs> the need that they are in oh man luke thank you for this uh because we got an opportunity to read some x baby stories that uh, i didn't even know existed um yeah there's only a handful of x baby stories for let's call it good reason <laughs> <laughs> yeah this it's first very one is fun, easy though. to write a bad x-baby story well we do have at least one that i think is really terrible but it's not the first one it's um, not no so what is this first one we've got here zach 
The first one comes to us from the far off age of 2009, a decade ago, which is a little weird to think about. Mm. But this is the X Babies four issue limited series written by Greg Shegel with pencils and inks by Jacob Chabot uh, with colors by Emily Warren. Yeah, and this is a very different lineup for the X-Babies than we saw the last time we talked about them. Um, I think in Mojo Madness, it's much more of, you know, 80s Aussie era. And this is very much the God Loves Man Kills classic X-Men. Is this the the OG line of X-Babies? Is this the X-Babies as they first appear? Because I think it is. Um, I think this was was the team that they had right when the the X-Babies. Yes. I don't I don't know. It's hard to keep track. And as we're going to see in this miniseries, there are <laughs> some some existential levels, some meta levels to uh, the different kinds of X babies that may exist in the Mojoverse. Yeah. So the X babies, uh, let's jump back for people who don't know who the X babies are. And I'm, I'm going to say not that anyone is not a true fan of this podcast or of X-Men. But. I will say that a good indicator of if this podcast is for you or not is if we have to explain who the X babies are. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it isn't crazy that you wouldn't know because they, they were created as part of an annual um, and then they've only made sporadic appearances here and there and including on the Mark Brooks artwork for uh, <laughs> the Hickman run. And yeah. appears there's a ba- X baby of havoc uh yeah, up there, there in that in, the, in that lineup um we also recently saw them in the most recent incarnation of exiles um one of the other well X-80s, well right? we're gonna get to that because yeah. we, <laughs> we did not see an x baby we saw an adorable x baby which yes. is different because <laughs> as we know the x babies were created as a rating stunt by mojo mm-hmm. we all know mojo he's Yellow, he's large and gelatinous and sits on spider legs. He's a whole mess of fun. I like Mojo a lot. He's, (laughs) again, much like the X-Babies, it's the easiest thing in the world to write a bad Mojo story. Mm -hmm. But a good Mojo story is just chef's kiss. It's very, very choice. Well, what's strange about this miniseries is that Mojo is not the villain. Uh, Mojo has been taken over by uh, a character named Mr. Veach uh, and his assistant. And Mojo is just forced to watch as the X-Babies escape from their stage set, which appears to be sort of a VR danger room kind of thing, and realize that they are not the only X-Babies. Yeah, uh, before we get to the adorable (laughs) X-Babies, Mr. Veach is a joke that I don't get. I am 100% sure it's a reference that I don't understand. I'm trying to figure that out as well. Like, is it? I don't know. I've gone through a couple different options in my head, and none of them really make sense to me. So it's um, Greg Shegel. Please tell who Mr. Veach is supposed to be around because come on. I know that this is just a joke that I don't get. (laughs) <laughs> someone will let us know someone, tell us what mr veach is all about give us that lowdown on mr veach and his adorable x babies <laughs> so the uh the x babies are having this sort of like awakening that they have not really been going on adventures and that they are part of a show 
um, and realize that there is another version of them that is very much Disney Junior to their Disney Channel version. Uh, one, Muppet Babies currently airs on Disney Junior. Two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, these are definitely the pre-pre-K. Oh, uh, better, better comparison. This Is Sprout still a thing on PBS? Is that still a thing? Probably um, not. Here's my, the thing. My daughter's nine thing. now. Here's the thing. Uh, PBS is a broadcasting network, and they do some very good work. <laughs> But I cut that cord years ago, so <laughs> I'm just trying just to figure out like this app. It yes. works. There you go. Anyway, these these littler X babies are like glossy and shiny, and they're explaining the the wonderful qualities of eating fruits and veggies. Yes, they are. They are literally if the X if the X babies are the X Men with their edges uh, smoothed down. The X, the adorable X babies are the X Men with their edges just gone. Right, right. Both literally in their design and in their role in the story. Yeah, um, and then the other big premise of this four issues is that what else Mojo has cooking as part of his children's programming is essentially either actual characters from Star Comics, um, which was one of the Marvel imprints of the '80s that had all of the licenses, or including Care Bears. Yeah, or and, it is parodies of some of those Star Comics No, characters. so I, I've listened to an interview that uh, Greg Shingle did potentially on Luke's podcast, Multiversal Q. I'm not 100% sure if it was on that or a different podcast. But no, those, were, those are actual Star Comics characters. All of them? Even the Richie Rich character? Yes. Interesting. They, they are okay. all Star Comics characters, and... The editor, uh, who in this case is uh, Niccolo and Daniel Ketchum, thought they were jokes in that uh, they would have to like either do some licensing or get legal involved to trademark these characters. And he said, no, you guys own them. Y'all own <laughs> well, these. That's crazy to me because the one character is like very, very clearly a Richie Rich uh, analog. And I could have sworn it was a parody too. I, I didn't realize that. You're talking about Royal Roy of <laughs> Cashalot? Well, what's funny is that some of the issues... Well, let's go through them. So we have Terry Planet, or, um, or Planet... Uh, Planet Terry, Terry. His name is Planet Terry. Planet Terry. Terry which is lives... a very good pun. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure Planet Terry showed up in like a real-ass Marvel comic recently. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think didn't uh, we we talked about this on a previous issue. Look, that sounds episode. like something we would do. Uh, oh, my. Hold on. Yeah, he was in Drax recently. Yes, that's what it was. Oh, it was. Um, wasn't it that wrestler that was writing that that brought it back? Who was it? We talked uh, about this. CM Punk. And yes. also. Oh, no. Uh, um, excuse me. Planet Terry. Do you know when he was in comics last? Like 1988. March. Oh, great. He was in Cullen Buns as Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> well, he's an adult now, right? In in continuity? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. This is pretty yes. great. He's one of the Ravagers. Nice. 
Well, if you didn't know some of these characters, there's backup features that feature original Star Comics editions, um, at least in the unlimited version of the comics. So yep. you, you can get an idea of who some of these guys are, like Top Dog and Planet Terry and Royal Rob. Um, and the X-Babies are you know, trying to get through each one of these different lands and are eventually... The fourth issue is my favorite because they're uh, confronted. It's the best one by <laughs> far. Yeah, they're confronted by Mr. Veach and the entire pantheon of X characters as represented in adorable X baby uh, format. And it is absolutely delightful. It's like a Where's Waldo of a who's who um, of X characters. It's it's fantastic. My boy Maggot gets multiple appearances. <laughs> All of X statics is there. Yeah. Uh, Bird Boy is there. Adam X is there. All of these are as babies, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very good. Yeah. If you ever wanted to see like Kai Lun as a cute little dorb <laughs> or feral, you know, it's if it's you want to see itty bitty baby Zorn, this is the comic for you. Yeah. I mean, if you ever want to just like, have a nice sort of like what am i looking at in each panel kind of experience i i'm just thinking about this from an illustration perspective it must have been so fun to make this issue but also a complete pain because every single panel has like five different illustrations and different character designs in it doing a bunch of jokes in the background and things like that (laughs) yeah yeah. you know maverick has a baby form in here (laughs) yeah (laughs) darwin has a baby form uh onyx Stacy X, baby Stacy X, that's a choice. Uh, baby, baby Daken, baby Thorn from the weird old freaking uh, Rob Volume Two of X Force and Shatterstar. Uh, Sloak from freaking X Statics. It's a lot of people. Oh yeah, Spike. Yep, from they the have, series. <laughs> they have baby X Men Evolution Spike. <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's. Yes, I love it. Here's the uh, here's the downside of it, though. Yeah, go ahead. As a story, it's kind of nothing until that last issue, in which case it's very fun. Yeah, I think that this could have been a really fun one shot, you know, or like an extra yes. long, um, you know, kind of like a standalone graphic novel or something like that. The the bit about the Star Comics character is very, very clever. But unfortunately, those characters weigh this thing down yeah, um, because there's too much focus on them. It's more clever than it is good. Right. Like, I get it. I think, oh, that's neat. It doesn't serve the story very well. Well, it'd be one thing if they were encountering these characters, teaming up with them and then moving on with their adventure. But unfortunately, they um, are devoting like all of these individual scenes to those characters. And it, it you know, it, it's unnecessary. Like we could get to Veach faster and we could get to this really fun full issue conclusion of this story a little faster. And I think it would serve the story more. Yeah, the Star Comics characters get in the way of me seeing itty bitty cutie baby Glob Herman. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you guys, that's what I want in comics. I want pocket sized Glob Herman. That's it. So the fourth issue makes me very happy. The first three are like, okay. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I like this 
uh, lineup of the X babies. Um, and I think it's, it's fun to see them interact. I think that, um, uh, is it Sheagle? Is that yeah. Okay. I think Sheagle like gets the concept and, you know, does a really good job with it. I love the addition of the adorable, uh, X babies. Um, and I, I give them points for, for trying to incorporate these star comics characters. Um, it, you know, it's a really fun thing if you want to track it down. And I think if you only, or if you're long box diving and you only find the fourth issue, that's the one you want to search out. It is also that splash page at the end of three that introduces the fact that there's a billion little X babies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like just rip that one out and then stick it in number four, right? At the start. Yeah. So if you have unlimited, check it out. I don't know if there's a trade of this. That'd be kind of fun. You could kind of, I think they I think they recently put out a big X babies, like, Here's oh. all the X baby stuff trade. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so I'm going to say right off the bat, this is definitely not as good as our number 64 Excalibur Mo- Mojo Mayhem. Absolutely um, not. I don't. Well, you say number 64. Yes. But are you talking about number 64 on our list of 234 X-Men stories, starting I... with our new reigning champion, the Dark Phoenix Saga, and ending with our uh, forever stuck in a pit of hell uncanny x-men the draco man both of our bottom stories are in a pit of hell <laughs> that in the story that shall not be named which... is that a coincidence um any, mm. well yeah i always forget to introduce the list but yes at 64 we have uh the amazing art adams in the standalone excalibur mojo mayhem i i can't say this is as good as that nope. um so, 100, um, we have the Wolverine and the X-Men arc where Kitty Pride gets pregnant with some brood, and I don't think this is better than that. No, I don't either. Um, okay, I do think it's better than number 200, which is Marvel Team-Up Volume 3, number 19. So that gives us... I would agree with that. Is it better um, or worse than Uncanny 300? I say worse. I would say worse. Uh, That's at 150 right now. At 160 is A plus X number five. Iron Fist teams up with Dupe and Loki teams up with Sinister. I don't know. I I think we may be in the right area for where, because I'm looking at what's below that. And I'm starting to think that we're in like the right realm here of like 150 to 160. Um, Because once... 160 okay that's where 160 is 170 is x-men evolution number nine house party what are your thoughts um hold on a sec where where is that that's a that's at 170 oh 170 hmm i think this is better than x-men versus avengers which is above that uh is it better than into the void hmm yeah, that might be a good ceiling. I don't know. I don't know if it's as good as Into the Void. I and I don't think it's as good as Cable and Deadpool seven to ten, the burnt offering. So I think right. I think it can slot in as our new number one hundred and sixty-nine. Uh X Babies. X Babies. X Babies. X Babies. They make your dreams come true. Uh and you know, check it out if that's something you're interested in. Now, one thing we didn't mention is that each of those covers uh, are by a different illustrator, and that is the one and only Scotty Young, um, who has plays a big part in our second story. Yeah, our second story is Giant Size Little Marvel AVX, <laughs> <laughs> aka my daughter's favorite comic book of all time. Aw, are we sharing Scotty Young kid stories? 
<laughs> I mean, you know, when uh, she's growing up and this was something that she could read that had all the characters that, you know, her father was obsessing over. So uh, this is Scotty Young's four issue Battle World series that came out of Secret it Wars. It is. And I absolutely adore this. So Secret Wars, to put it in perspective, Secret Wars number nine came out and I read it in the hospital room after my son was born. Yeah. We did his room up in uh, in Scotty Young style cutesy Marvel stuff. Uh, so there's actually a big. He did a splash poster for uh, AVX proper, mm-hmm. uh, and that's actually hanging in my basement now. We've converted that room uh, to our other son, who we. My wife said we can't do the same theme twice. That's silly. <laughs> uh, but we had a bunch of Scotty Young X Men covers and other things like that because he loved it. Uh, actually, I don't think he had sentient thoughts. I loved it a ton. <laughs> and I thought it was a cute, cute little ploy. Scotty Young said, oh, that's so cool when I tagged him on it on Twitter, which I assume Aww. he gets frequently. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Now, I think the the core appeal of these four issues, um, which are essentially about the Avengers, little versions of the Avengers and little versions of the X-Men. They're not technically are they the X babies? Are they the Avengers babies? What are what are we calling them here? These are not these are not the uh, X babies and or Avengers babies uh, that would have come from the Mojo world. No, but they are little kid versions of all of those characters. And um, you know, you just heard us kind of gush over that four, fourth issue of X babies where it's. A, a literal cacophony of all of these different characters. And that is one of the things that makes this delightful is that it doesn't have any pretenses of telling a huge story. It's about the Avengers and the X-Men arguing over a pair of, tw- uh, a, a, a set of twins that has moved into the neighborhood. Who they want Zoe to and Zachary. Yeah. They, they want uh, Zoe and Zachary to join their team. Um, and then it's an excuse to just play comic strip hijinks for four straight issues. And, do giant splash pages of all of these characters fighting every issue. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a very good thing. It's it's an excuse for Scotty Young to do a lot of fun cartooning. And that's it. And like tell a few visual jokes. Oh, yeah, there's not much going on. It's also an excuse for him to do a four page splash page, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah, that's that's also very good. Like this is this is Scotty Young's baby covers taken to their logical conclusion. Yeah, and I I kind of wish that they allowed him to do this more often. I don't know, you know, how long it takes for him to put an issue like this, you know, a mini series like this together. But Mm -hmm. um, they're constantly asking him to do these as variant covers. But um, he he's writing this as well. And he has such a great sense of humor. Um, it's really, really fun to see him imagining what the home lives of these little kid versions of the characters are. Um, each of the teams has their own treehouse, and that they give tours to these new kids and they're really, really funny. Yeah. I really, uh, I really enjoy it. It's just like, it's very slight. There's not a lot here. There's some weird artifacts, like they refer to Spider-Gwen as the new girl, which I think is kind of hilarious now that she is massive. 
Yeah, and um, it does have some some brief references to uh, you know Doctor Doom as being the ruler of Battle World, uh, you know. So it, it it is lightly, very lightly tied into um, Pikmin's Secret Wars, but you're not reading it for that. You know, no. you're going to read this so that you can see what Scotty Young's version of all of these characters are, including you know guardians of the galaxy pop up later there's a there's a, a panel in the last issue that features like a dozen different adult cyclopses um, yes yes <laughs> yes and uh it's just kind of fun to see these little cartoon character versions uh arguing about how stupid the inhumans are or just yelling at each other and um th- that's that's the fun of this so if you haven't checked it out and you want to laugh and you want to you know really enjoy something and just makes you smile this is what you want to check out so did you know do you know when i when uh, secret wars was first announced and they put out the big old map of battle world yeah yeah uh there was a section on there and it was the section that became this story but all they gave you was names at the times. And some of those you could pick out, like the Domain of Apocalypse. You could pretty well sort out that that meant, oh, they're going to do an Age of Apocalypse. Age of Apocalypse, it. right. Like, there there was little things like that. Then there was a place called Marvel. <laughs> Adam, you're aware what Marvel was in the larger story of Marvel Comics, right? Uh, I actually don't really know can you refresh my memory i'm i may have know this and forgot what what is okay. it so bill james he was yes. he was he was in charge of stuff editor-in-chief all the stuff he once got into a fight with two-time glad award winner peter allen david and had a contest to see if his book that he was going to call marvel uh Peter David's Marvel Boy book starring Genus Vell, or a, I think it's called Ultimate Adventures, which was an Ultimate comic series that was a quote-unquote parody of Batman. Oh, this is, I know what this is. This is so that you, comic. So you're familiar with Cal AOL. <laughs> yes. This is the comic that had the, like, crucified Superman on the cover, right? And Well, that was, that was a riff for, for the youths out there. That was a riff of the very, very popular promo image for the pilot of the TV show Smallville. Right, right. But didn't that get canceled after like two issues or something like that? Because there was all this. I thought you meant Smallville. And I was like, no, dude, that went on for 12 years. No, no. The series wasn't the series like very. It was it was always supposed to be like a four issue miniseries. Yeah, uh, but it's bad. (laughs) It's not even a story. I've not read it. I've heard bad things. They have some. Horny gray corn covers. Oh boy. And there is definitely a part where Iron Man almost says a word that we will not talk about on this podcast. Hmm. So needless to say, this is a refreshing uh, rebranding of that name. It's very good that that's what Scotty Young chose to call it. <laughs> and it's very good that everyone at Marvel was like, oh, yeah, screw him. Screw Bill Javis. We're going to we're going to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. What can I say? I um, 
I feel like Scotty Young has such a great sense of humor. Um, there was a really great story that came out of one of his con appearances where there was a caricature artist outside of the convention center mm-hmm. and Scotty Young um, asked if, you know, he could, if he could draw, I think I'm getting this right. If he could draw the caricature artist and the right. caricature artist is like, yeah, yeah, sure. And so Scotty Young draws this guy and hands them the drawing and he goes, Hey, this looks like a Scotty Young drawing. And he goes, yeah, I'm Scotty Young. <laughs> And the character artist like freaks out and can't believe what just happened. Um, he's a very, very good cartoonist, which yes. is a skill that is missing in a lot of big two comics. Mm-hmm. Also, Scotty Young's a super talented, just superhero artist. Yeah. Just yep. not in, not in this particular book. He's doing his kitty cartoony stuff and that's fine. He's allowed to. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, this is better than X babies. Yes, uh, I think another good thing that we should be comparing this to is, uh, do you think it's better than actual AVX at 97? Um, no. Okay. All right. I like this a lot, but it's, it's very much a breezy, mm-hmm. fun, casual thing. It's honestly, it's not much of a story. It's, it's very similar to like, uh, do you know the comic book Itsy Bitsy Hellboy? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. My three year old loves it. <laughs> but they're they're collections of gags and strips in a very loose narrative, right? Yeah, but it's they, definitely more of a comic strip. Yeah, it's not a story. There's some mm-hmm. really great bits in here. Well, what if we compared it to 103, which is the Gen X Underground Special, which is a series of sort of unique little, you know, zine style stories. An incredibly apt comparison. And I think this is better than that. Okay. So AVX is at 97 and Gen X Underground is at 103. So we're somewhere in between those two. Is it better than the first two issues of the Crosstime Caper? That's at 101. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I would rather come back to this. I would rather come back to this than those two issues of Wolverine, the X-Men where uh, Kitty gets pregnant. Um, I, I'd, I'd say even if I've had issued issues with it, I'd put the hard cap at extermination. Yeah, I think I would put extermination above this. So that would make this our new 100. It is. This is our new 100. Nice. Giant sized little Marvel AVX. <laughs> Again, uh, great title. Yeah, it's fantastic. So uh, go check that out. And if you have little ones and you've been looking for something fun that they can read with all these great characters, it's it's really fun. Um, so I think I mentioned earlier that there was at least one X baby story we were going to talk about that I was not a huge fan of. Um, oh, and this is bad. Uh, is, here's the thing. This is the last one. It is. Uh, it has a good title. Oh, great title. The great, title great is Pint Sized X Babies Murderama, <laughs> which has a lot going on for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was written by Ruben Diaz with uh, pencils by JJ Kirby and like five or six inkers, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird for a book like this. Yeah. Yeah. Because like you, you can imagine that this could have slid a month on the schedule. Like push comes to shove. <laughs> We're not rushing this book out to press. Yeah, this one, this one didn't need to just hit. <laughs> no, no, it did not. 
Uh, uh, but it's it's interesting. It tells me one other thing, because the most memorable thing about this is something that has stuck out in the other X-Baby stories we've talked about today. There's like one really good splash page that has a billion X-Men characters as babies, and that's always fun. Yes. Um, unfortunately, I- I'm going to say something that may seem a little strange, but while this is an X-Baby story and name, the X-Babies that we see here don't particularly feel like any other incarnation of those characters that we have seen um, but previous to this. So it's very odd. Uh, Cyclops has a lisp for no reason. Yeah, um, that's weird. And and th- just the attitude of these characters seems very, very different from sort of the playful yet aggressive nature that we've seen of them previously. Would you agree with that? Yeah, they're all kind of jerks. And not that kids aren't jerks, but these aren't jerks in fun ways. No. Um, and it the book is trying. I'll give it that. You know, the whole opening sequence takes place in uh, basically a parody of the Smurfs. Uh, land. There is a Reptar Sentinel. You know Reptar, the, the, the Godzilla of Rugrats. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, Wolverine flies into Reptar's mouth. Uh, hey, Arcade is in this story. We've got Mojo and Arcade, a little kid version of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. There's a lot of fun toys we could be playing with here. Unfortunately, it is it just does not tie together at all. Arcade does a game show with them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it's it's actually real similar to like Double Dare from Nickelodeon, right. where there is a trivia component and then an also a challenge component that's gross and weird. Um, and I guess it turns out at the end that Arcade was really a little kid version of Arcade the whole time? Yeah, he, he was, instead of two kids in a trench coat, he was, he zorned himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was a dude pretending to be a dude pretending to be himself. Ah, <sighs> um... There's also a very strange version of Mr. Sinister in this book. Um, I I don't know. Again, There's slight. That's the problem with a lot of X-Baby stories. And by design, there's not much to them. A bad X-Baby story like this is kind of just puns. But they aren't good puns. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it's either got to be very ingenious and trying to incorporate you know, some new stuff that actually lands or the X babies need to be the foil in another group of character stories. You know, I think that's why Mojo Mayhem works is because they're being led around in some other character's story and they're messing everything up. It's Um, odd because a solo X baby story sounds good, but I think you're absolutely right. All the best X-Baby stuff are them just interacting with the actual X-Men because they provide they provide a great foil for them, and it's fun to bounce off that. But when it's right. all fun, cutesy, manic energy all the time, like, that's tough to do in a standard superhero comic. Which is why I think, like, Giant Size, uh, whatever, the Scotty Young one, Giant Size <laughs> Little Marvel, Avengers yeah, yeah, X-Men. Yeah works because it doesn't try and do anything but be a cartoon like a collection of cartoon strips yeah this is trying to be sort of an x-men story 
starring the X babies. And that doesn't work. You know, like I'd almost rather see the X babies like invoid, uh, invade asteroid M and just like pester Magneto for an issue or, you know, go and mess with arcade and, and mess up murder world. Like you could do, you could do an X babies versus sinister story. Oh, that'd be fun. And you could take that in some directions if you wanted, because <laughs> that could get dark quick. Yeah. Because you know he doesn't have any qualms. He's going to say, hey, look, Phoenix jeans. I need these. <laughs> oh, man, poor ex-babies. Um, yeah, and I just think that, you know, unfortunately, I, I have no problem with the art. I think it, the art is fine. Um, it, it's pretty well done, but some of the jokes just don't land. Like there's a sequence where, you know, uh, storm is aggravated that Wolverine is like going to light a cigar, but it turns out it's a candy bar. Hey, what'd you think it was? You know? And it's like, okay. <laughs> it's that. Why do people keep doing the fake smoking joke with everything? Because it's not been funny for 30 years. Well, Hey, it is what it is. Um, but so much of this issue, unfortunately, is devoted to the little diversions that Arcade has set up. And they're not as ingenious as we're used to. You know, like Arcade is usually doing some much more higher level, like weird stuff. And it's not particularly interesting either visually or conceptually. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this one's rough. I think this is going to slide near the lower section of our list. Yeah, I would say <laughs> you could skip this one, guys. Um, you know, the, it was a slog like, to get through. Honestly, I didn't want to well, read it again. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't help that it's like um, over 35 pages long. So, you know, where we would have liked the first X-Men maybe uh, mini that we talked about to be something something more along this lines, um, you know, this one really feels endless and it, it shouldn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. So on our list at number 213, we have X-Men heroes for hope, which I would rather read again. I think that's, uh, that's true. Um, I think I'd rather read wildcats X-Men at 214. Oh, I definitely will read wildcats X-Men. It's got that good first issue with the, uh, Travis chair start. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I think this is on par with like X-Men manga verse. And this is going to be a weird thing for me to say. Mm -hmm. I'd rather read Marvel manga verse X-Men again. It's, okay. it's one issue oversized, but it doesn't feel like it takes forever to read. It's just bad. I, all right. Here's what I'm going to say at 219. We have the survival guide to the mansion. Um, I think that that's a more interesting, which isn't really a story. It doesn't yeah. have a story, but I do think it's a more interesting artifact. Um, I don't necessarily think that it's worse than at 220 Morlocks take Manhattan. That's where we start to get into the part of our list where we're like kind of almost offended by some of the stories that we have down here at the bottom. Well, I think um, you hate that story more than me, but that brings up a very excellent question that I do want to ask before we rank. This. Yes. How would you rank Muppet Babies versus Muppets Take Manhattan? Oh, geez. Um, That's a toughie, ain't it? Well, Muppets Take Manhattan is uh, the first appearance of the Muppet Babies. Um, they do, is it? Yes, they do. I've actually, I've actually not seen Muppets Take Manhattan. Oh, it's fantastic. I, I want uh, to. Me and my son love the Muppets. But we just haven't. Our library yeah. only has so many movies. It, it is not the best of the original trilogy, um, but it does feature a flashback sequence with the Muppet Babies. So um, 
I think that that movie is like precious to me because I grew up with it, but I also grew up with the original animated series. Uh, I would, I would give the edge to the movie. That's good to hear, but does the movie <laughs> doesn't get the edge on our list? Uh, what do you think? Do you like Morlocks take Manhattan better? I I'm not particularly like, like argumentative I, about this. <laughs> I, I think Morlocks take Manhattan is better. I don't think number 222 X factor one through six is better. Okay. So that leaves Phalanx covenant life signs at 221. And I am equally bored with both stories. All right. I, I would think, I think I would give the edge because of the artwork to this. I would also give the edge that this is only one oversized issue, not three. Uh, excellent point. So this is going to be our new 221. This is going to be our new 221 pint size X babies, a murderama. <laughs> that's a, that's a quite a title there. It really is. And I think, uh, you know, our title holder, Luke Hare, for uh, coming over, throwing a few rounds, and really uh, making us work for this one. We put a lot of effort into it. I think all of our training has, in fact, paid off, Adam. <laughs> we were born for this moment. We were born for this. We worked hard. We had the eye of the tiger. <laughs> and the wings of a bat. The eye of the animal. Um, animal! Drums! Drums! <laughs> I love animals so much. <laughs> drums! Drums! Animals kind of perfect. Oh, yeah. He's one joke. He's two jokes. He's either animal yell hit stuff or animal specifically doesn't hit stuff. I, I just want to go on the record that I could probably do a Muppets podcast. Like, I'm just realizing this in the moment. Um, but that's a topic for another day. <laughs> I would not that I have any free time. So people don't get any ideas. <laughs> you understand that our roles would be 100% reversed <laughs> in that. Like, I like the Muppets. And I've seen a lot of the big stuff, but I haven't gotten into the nitty gritty of the Muppets. Oh, yeah, you could do the show. You could do the movies. We've got, I got some weird stuff coming out. I've got some weird favorites like the Weezer music video for Keep Fishing. Hmm. That's fun. And it's, I mean, Maladroit's, Maladroit's kind of a half-baked album, but that track, that track's I pretty like, good. I like that album. I think it's actually look. I think uh, Mallet. I think Keep Fishing and Dope Nose are both killer tracks. People people give Dope Nose a hard time. Dope Nose rules. Well, there a friend of mine is a super Weezer fan, and he has a, a theory about you know Weezer, considering how terrible they've become, that they've established this rule of diminishing returns to the point where some of the newer material is so bad that you go back to some of the albums that have been just okay. And you're like, that's a stone cold classic. <laughs> but I do think that stops at Maladroit. Uh, yes. yes. I don't think anyone's going over to make believe or the red album and saying, Oh, you know, what? <sighs> actually guys, actually, these are good. Actually ratitude rules. No, <laughs> no one's one is saying that. that. No, though. I, I will. I will actually say that, uh, Everything will be all right in the end, and uh, their wide album, pretty solid. Like, like not those? not crazy. They're Giving pretty up solid. Uh, this, look, is a, this is look. another thing we could do a whole nother Splinter podcast on. Anyway, uh, Luke went over to patreon.com slash Xavier Files. He threw money our way. And if you want to be like him, you can do the same thing. We have a long list. It has stretched into 2020. Wow, we're, we're living in the future, Zach. If you want to have perfect vision 
if you want to have just like the LASIK surgery for your brain that we can provide with our X-Men commentary about a story you want, look, the American medical situation, the whole industry is messed up, but we're living in it. So you are going to have to pay us for that experience. <laughs> to have it bespoke for your brain eyeballs. Uh, but seriously, it's great. There's some cool rewards. Like if we get up to $300, then I will forget that I don't have any free time. And me and friend Luz Bianca are going to do an episode-by-episode -episode recap podcast of the X-Men anime, which is weird. Wow. Not Sublime's in that one? I will watch. I will listen to that. Also, the personification of Kick, the drug Kick, it's a person. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm essentially going to just dole out what weird things I remember from that podcast or from that uh, anime, which, again, one of like four animes I've watched. <laughs> Until people give me enough money to actually do it. Uh, but beyond that, uh, if you like the show, seriously, and you can't afford it, I get it. It's free. That's why we do a podcast. Uh, and then we have other end of the show things like saying that you can go to XavierFiles.com where we have all the latest in conspiracy theories about uh, the Hickman universe that is well amongst us, uh, the latest in actual X-Men news, and uh, that's where all the episodes of this podcast are at. All right, guys, you can always follow me on Twitter at Arthur Stacy. You've got new pages of Vision Jubes, the cross-time conundrum coming out every X-Men Monday at adamrec.tumblr.com. And if you want art in your inbox every day um, from yours truly, you can get that for as little as a dollar a month if you go to patreon.com slash adamrec. Yep, it's good. I get good art every day. It's Yay. good. Oh, yeah, next week, we're going to be talking about Proteus. You know, Proteus. Uh, not Legion. Yeah, he's not Legion. <laughs> uh but guys this has been fun adam i'm really glad we got to experience this yes it was we great. learned something today mm -hmm. and that's what's important i don't know what the muppet babies say at the end of their show i i don't but, either um i think they just sing the song again Who's your favorite X-Man? Uh, my favorite is... My favorite is Psylocke! And what does Psylocke do? Um, I don't know. But you like her? Yep! Is it because she looks cool? Yep! You're a regular Jim Lee there. Yep! And hey, wait, do you like Muppet wait, Babies? Wait, 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 wait. It's Nightcrawler, what? Oh, that is Nightcrawler. That is. is do you like Nightcrawler too? Yeah! Okay, wait, wait, wait. Do you like Muppet Babies? Yeah, I do. Who's your favorite Muppet Baby? Um, my favorite is Kermit. And what does Kermit do? Um, I don't know. Do you think Kermit and Psylocke would be friends? No. Why not? Because it... Stop, you're being like Animal. Stop, stop, stop. Hey. I like animals too. Can you say, we hope you survive the experience? We hope to buy the experiment.